The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Film study, this is Keith McMusic. Uh, I'm joined here today by Will Brown. Uh, you know him better from Russell Street Report as Doctor. Will, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? Good to have you on the show again. We did a show about Terrell Suggs uh, sometime over the past year, and uh, I'm uh, maybe something during last season when he could have been reacquired for the playoff push. Anyway, it would have been a great story. It wasn't meant to be. I would have loved to have seen him come back, but we, you know, we didn't. We didn't win anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. So some other circumstances that are not so good we're going to talk about today. Uh, the Ravens uh, had maybe what is an under-the-radar injury to a lot of people. Amon Marshall, 
uh, a guy who was really the number five cornerback, actually the number six cornerback, I guess, uh, went down with a, what appears to be a very serious knee injury in his second year. Obviously a big loss for the Ravens and for Marshall, a fourth-round draft pick who's going to lose his second year to injury here after being only on the field briefly during year one. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, more than a loss for the team overall. I think it's a loss of the front office being able to see exactly what we have in Amon Marshall. Like, he hasn't really gotten a chance to play. You know, he got a couple of snaps in a couple of games after he came back from IR last year, but we really haven't seen him against real competition for any great length of time in the two years he's been with the team. So we really don't know what we have going forward, whether we have to expend more capital in the free, uh, in the uh, either the free agent or the draft at the cornerback spot. I could not have explained that better. That's exactly the problem. It's even worse than the Deshaun Elliott situation. Deshaun Elliott, we've seen him on the field by comparison a ton in preseason yeah. games and even in a little bit of regular season play before he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, very, very serious situation, obviously, with Amon Marshall and, and certainly cast out over the rest of his career. But uh, hopefully he'll be back. Uh, Skura coming back from this knee injury makes me really hope that, that another player like Marshall can. Of course, it's a position more dictated by speed. We're here today to talk a little bit about what the Ravens do now without Amon Marshall, because my first thought is you look at outside corner and see what they have left. And of course they have maybe the best outside corner tandem in the league to start with. Yeah. I mean, I think that depending upon the health of the rest of the unit, you know, the loss of Amon Marshall wouldn't really be felt that heavily. Like you're, you you would not see him on the field for the most part. We're so deep at cornerback and so talented as well. But you know, if if God forbid Tavon Young isn't able to stay healthy throughout the entire year, or if you know, even worse, one of our like top line corners goes down, you know, they are from all outward appearances counting on Jimmy Smith to play sort of that same role that Carr played last year: a little bit of corner, a little bit of dime safety, whatever, mix him around. And if anybody else gets hurt, Jimmy Smith has got to move into one of the starting roles. And if it's Tavon, Humphrey would slide down to the slot. If it's, you know, either Peters or, or Humphrey, Jimmy Smith would take over that spot. And then we're going to need somebody to play that role. And I think Carr is uniquely, well, maybe not uniquely, but very well suited to that role, um, you know, as he gets older. And he already has a toe in the pool as far as getting a little bit of snaps uh, at the dime safety spot last year. Okay, so let's be let's be clear because there's a lot to react to there. The the uh, the outside corner role uh, where Jimmy really provides value and has all the experience. I think he's you know he's been a very good boundary corner now for years. I didn't really ever think that the move to safety made a ton of sense for anyone except maybe for Jimmy himself because it could extend his career and he could become a you know a back end dime safety. We got to be careful about that because it's the dime defense but it's really the back end role we're looking at. The dime back role will be will be Carr still we presume going forward. Uh, I sorry Carr Clark going yeah. forward as as the signal caller. Uh, it, I I don't think it will be a guy in the box and so the physical uh, questions about playing safety there might be less of a concern for Jimmy Smith, whereas if he were to play in the box, I think that'd be a that'd be a big change. There are still tons of questions about whether or not Jimmy Smith uh, can or should play safety on the back end. Uh, I mean, I think that 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 Jimmy Smith is a skilled player 
And obviously he has made his hay over the course of his career being a boundary corner. But I, I don't think there's, uh, from my perspective, I don't have that many concerns about him playing, especially the deep role where he's not in the box. You don't want him pounding in there. But as far as a deep cover safety, I think Jimmy Smith would be excellent in that role, uh, while obviously also still providing us, you know, the the, the insurance against an injury at a, a more quote unquote important spot, you know, as the boundary corner. Ball skills are excellent for Jimmy, but what I what we've never had tested is his ability to understand how the other pieces are moving in the defense. He's always had a guy to cover. You know, his zone responsibility has been very limited through his whole career. Obviously, they've played some zone where he might have been on the back end of it and might have even been on the short end sometimes. Uh, but it's it's easier when you always have the play in front of you or always have man coverage, as it's probably been for about 95% of the snaps in his career, if not more, than if you change and have other responsibilities that are more complex as a uh, back end safety and a cover two kind of role. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure it would work. And there are other issues obviously with taking down a ball carrier. He's going to have to be more sure about doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think there are concerns with any player switching positions and we saw a little bit of growing pains with Carr himself last year, going from being a corner almost exclusively to playing, you know, the dime safety deep. Um, You know, we saw some, you know, missed angles or, you know, some, some tackling issues uh, out of Carr himself. But uh, for the quality of play that we saw across the entire season, I think that is a fair trade-off to make. Now, obviously, we made the decision, you know, not to, you know, pick up Carr's option. But six million dollars is a different ball game. I mean, I think that was a prudent decision at the time financially. Mm-hmm. But now, have you know, he's he's not with a team, and you know, we're about to hit the season. So if Carr is at all inclined to play. I think that he would come back for a significantly less than that at this point. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it would be a lot less than that. I mean, oh, yeah, I, sure. I think it'd probably be the vet minimum. It might be slightly more. But, you know, with the current COVID situation, I think that's that's the number that the Ravens would be willing to sign somebody for. And if Carr, honestly, if Carr weren't willing to pay for that, I think you'd have to look at other options because the, the Ravens' needs are – are not obviously just Brandon Carr. He's a good name to come up. But if you think about qualitatively what they want, you'd want a, a guy who I think can play back up to the slot corner more than outside, and then a guy who also could take a big role in special teams, and then a guy who maybe could play the back-end safety. But honestly, right now, with Geno Stone and, and Elliott, I think they got all the safeties they need on the team in order to play the back end. I think it, for a lot of reasons, Elliott was the better choice than Jimmy to play the back end of the dime role uh, to begin with. I think he has probably has more range, uh, definitely has more physicality to handle a lot of those things, and and uh, he's already been used some in the box as a as a dime on some unusual downs, early rundowns uh, this last year. It wasn't much, but was, you know, probably getting close to ten snaps against Cleveland, some other other snaps early in the season. Yeah, I think the real value that Carr would add would be the ability to slide over and play corner. Uh, you know, it, it, like we, you know, we've lived through the seasons where we had a glut of injuries at that spot. And it was, you know, by the end of the season, we're just pulling guys off the street and throwing them into the, the uniform on the field. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the the fact that the Ravens play such a complex defensive scheme and, you know, the protection against injuries makes Carr a more attractive option to me if the dollars are sort of similar in, in lining up. 
Okay, gotcha on that. So let's talk pros and cons then of Brandon Carr specifically. So if if you're talking about pros, you you want to start us off, give us one, and we'll kind of alternate. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's still able to cover. I mean, the the pro is that like I think he, despite him getting up there in years at this point, I think he's still able to play a, a cover man scheme. Um, you know, the the people that were that were anti bringing Carr back all pointed to the fact that he was quote unquote burned in the Tennessee playoff game. But that was good coverage. The touchdown that got caught over him was just, was great coverage. The guy made a one handed left handed catch and almost went out of bounds. Even, I mean, it was, it was reviewed and looked at to see if that player was out of bounds after the catch anyway. Um, so I, I think that, you know, his coverage ability, even at the, an advanced age for a football player, um, you know, is, is still holds up. And he never misses a game, which is nice. That was, that's that's the durability, wonderful, positive factor. I mean, he played every single game. You know, it's it's funny because when he came to the Ravens, I, I watched a fair amount of tape on him to do a you know a kind of a transitional player piece, and he's very selectively physical. He's much more like Marcus Peters when he's when you watch him playing for the Cowboys. That may be by design, maybe by the Cowboys' orders that they really wanted him to not make tackles on run plays. Don't don't get in there as second man to the ball. Uh, but he's been much more physical with the Ravens, much more of a physical presence, and in particular in the slot role, which requires a lot of blitzing and more run defending. He's been, uh, you know, met the physicality standard of the position. Yeah, and I think he was effective as a blitzer. Uh, you know, he only had, I think he had 30 rushes, if I remember right off the top of my head, and he had four or five hurries and two or three sacks. Uh, you know, I thought I thought he did a good job as a blitzing cornerback slash safety towards the end of the year. Um, you know, he he made more hay out of the opportunities that he got than Marlon Humphrey did as far as, you know, like affecting the quarterback. And and we all talk about Marlon Humphrey being pretty good at, at, at blitzing. Like, he, you know, he's he's pretty good. Tavon's pretty good. And and I thought Carr was better than both of them in the opportunities that he got. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a very that's very high praise. I thought Humphrey was actually pretty good too, but that's uh, you know that's it's good to hear. So we talked about physicality. We talked about some of the cover skills. I, I, I what about maybe some cons if you're out of pros in terms of in terms of Carr? Uh, I think his when we talked about his physicality and how he has been able to step up and play the run some. I still do think that he takes some bad angles. Uh, and some of that was growing pains from being not having the boundary as, uh, you know, a teammate, quote unquote, you know, to be able to push that receiver wide and, you know, makes the tackling easier. Um, but he had a high missed tackle rate in 2018. It was high again in 2019. Um, and so, you know, there are some concerns about that. But I think that's a little bit overblown, you know, in what you're talking about. I think that he when there are other people around the ball that he believes are going to get the ball carrier down, he doesn't get involved. And, and sometimes when players do that, they guess wrong. They, the player that they thought was going to make the tackle doesn't. And all of a sudden he's not in a good position to make a football tackle himself. And, and that, that's what you get. But, uh, but overall on the, on the whole, I think that those things are, I'm able to overlook some of that for the things that he does bring. A PFR, uh, Pro Football Reference, has him for 11 missed tackles last year at 18.3% rate, 15% the year before. Corners missed tackles, safeties missed a lot of tackles, 
where I don't want to see missed tackles. I don't want to see them from a defensive lineman. And I, I'd like to see as few as possible for a, for a linebacker. It's an important grading distinction. At corner, maybe less so, maybe more at slot corner, as you're pointing out. Um, I, I, my bigger concern with Carr is not the missed tackle rate. It's whether he still has the change of direction skills to provide us an advantage at that position or whether or not, you know, there might be maybe Elliott could be the slot corner instead of Carr and bring you some of that. He certainly has more speed. I would think overall more long speed, but he also maybe might have better change of direction despite a, a body type that might tell you he's, he wouldn't or shouldn't. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't misconstrue the fact that I want to bring Carr back with thinking that I think we have a cornerback problem because I still like our DB room a lot. Uh, you know, across the board, really, I think we're we're extremely strong and and deep, uh, and so I, I just think that for what would be available on the street as far as trying somebody slot, they're so valuable now. You're probably not going to get you know top tier is, is out of the question, but even a middle mm-hmm. tier like slot cornerback is very tough to come by, and we know uh, you know despite the fact that it it reduces Marlon Humphrey's value. We know that Marlon Humphrey can do the job, and I think Carr can step right into the defense without missing a beat, really. Well, Tennessee slot corner Logan Ryan is still available, and the Ravens wouldn't make this guy a starter, so I don't think he'd want to come to us. Uh, it might be the kind of case where if he's still sitting on the sidelines during the season, and there are some questions about his coverage ability that I think are at the heart of him not getting the contract he wants, but if he's still sitting on the, on the sidelines Four weeks into the season and something happens to Tavon, I think he's a possibility. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if we if we lost Tavon, I think that would be a, an extremely big loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, it hurt us last year with what, you know, what they did. And, um, you know, I think it would hurt again. Uh, I was a little bit surprised, honestly, that we didn't focus more on that, you know, as far as either bringing somebody in via the free agent market, whomever was available, or, or looking at it in the draft. It may have just not fallen right for us. You know, you never know how that goes. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it would be a position that they would address just because of the amount that we felt that loss last year. Right. I agree completely. He's, he's the most important Ravens defender. Obviously, Jackson or Stanley might be more important to the team in, as a whole if either of them was lost because the, it's such a drop off. But I think on defense, he's, he's the single most important defender to hang in there and, and the Ravens get a full season out of him this year. Uh, the Ravens have another option here. They have five corners, which is kind of light for them. They often have six and they have four safeties, which is kind of light for them. They, they had five and six at different points last year. If they went into this season with only nine total defensive backs, which seems low, it might give them an opportunity to, to keep an extra offensive lineman. Is that something that you'd consider given the number of COVID opt-outs that have occurred on the offensive and defensive line today? It would definitely be something that I would consider, especially given the quality of the number of guys that we have. Like our numbers might be lower than what we would normally carry into a season, uh, or maybe we would prefer to carry into a season, but the talent level of the guys that we do have is so high that as long as we don't suffer you know, a rash of injuries in the DB room, not good. Uh, I think that we, you know, we are equipped to handle the load with a lower, a lower number of personnel. Right. That's that's interesting. I, I think that the guy who might be the beneficiary of all this is 
Very surprising guy playing for his seventh organization, Will Holden, the left tackle. Because the Ravens are so thin in terms of backup tackles, he could get that role and they could keep all of the other rookie talent they have, whether it's, you know, Phillips obviously going to make the team because he's a three, Bredesen a five. Uh, doesn't, you know, there, there doesn't have to be any kind of phony baloney going on with season ending IRs before this, you know, before we get going here. Um, they could keep 10 offensive linemen if they did it that way. And that might be a way to go in a year like this. Uh, you get an extra offensive lineman activated every game day. Uh, in fact, you only get that 46th player this year on your roster active for game day if you take eight offensive linemen. So it's specifically you get an offensive lineman. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, it, uh, we, uh, again, much like the stock cornerback, uh, I thought that we would try to focus on somebody who might be able to play left tackle in the league um, you know, in the middle, later rounds of the draft. Now, we took Tyree Phillips, who played left tackle, but I don't – it would surprise no. <laughs> me. It would surprise me if he – by looking at the, you know, the tape that he's got out there from uh, from from uh, Ole Miss, it would surprise me if uh, if if he was to play at the left tackle spot. Um, you know, he's more uh, – you know, or Mississippi State, rather. Uh, it would surprise me if he wasn't moved either interior or to, at, at the very least, uh, as, as a backup right tackle. Yeah, I think I think that's the way it would be. Is is that it may be Fluker moving to the outside to play right tackle now, Orlando Brown moving to the left side if an injury is to Stanley, which is just He's you know the, it, it'd be horrible. And and if they had an injury at left tackle, they might end up making three changes this year. Where last year they were always looking to make one change, a one for one change, maintain that continuity of responsibility. And you know Roman scheme's fairly complex. And for, for everybody to understand their blocking assignments after changing positions is a reason why they didn't want to put themselves in that position last year, did a good job of avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if we can get the same level of health and production out of, you know, the starting line and then the, 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 the immediate backups, that would be great. Cause you know, we, I was really concerned. I was at the game in Los Angeles uh, when Skur went down and I was like, come on. And and I thought Macari stepped in just right, so you know we really didn't miss a beat, which I was nervous about. Um, so it was, you know, if we can get that same level of production and and health, that would be good. All right. So we started off talking about Brandon Carr and the defensive backfield. We end up talking about the the offensive tackle and offensive rest of the offensive line. That's always a good episode. We have a good meandering football conversation. I appreciate you coming on, Will. Let's talk to people about where they can find your thoughts online. Uh, really, I, I'm just a football fan, so I, I post on the boards, you know, in various places. Uh, but uh, but I, I don't know. I'm not really out there with writing or anything like that. I'm just just a guy. All right. Well, very good. Happy to have just a guy on the show, Will. Uh, other people, if you're trying to get on a, uh, a film study short, I'd love to have you. And I do lurk around on the boards. That's how I found this topic. And, and uh, it very well represented and, and, and summarized by Will, as you heard him do here today. I may find you, but it's even better if you find me. Send me a DM by Twitter uh, or an e- I'm at Film Study Ravens at, or at, uh, email filmstudy21 at verizon.net. Give me about three bullet points, focus topic, timely, and we'll turn this around very quickly. Will, we talked about this, what, yesterday, and already we're, we're recording today. So uh, uh, great to have you on. I'm sure we're going to have you on for another episode real soon. All right. I appreciate it, Ken. We'll see you next time on Film Study.
Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.